Your favorite cartoon characters will help you understand how drugs and alcohol can ruin your life. So watch the program. Talk about it with your family. presentation with mike and ethan or elf will not be seen tonight hey it's hour two of our music video spectacular where we look at saturday morning colon cartoons greatest hits and are they ever um oh, oh my god <laughs> i want to tell you now looking at what's happening here in this and in, in this special this is why i don't count myself as generation x because Generation X was having their nostalgia while I was still a kid. Uh, yeah, that's right. Um, then they had, and let's just say, Gen X had nostalgia. You know what? I think we can all agree Gen X is the worst generation. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they like, they like uh, being out of the crossfire of the media, but we're looking at you. We yeah. see you. Because here's the thing. Like, okay, we all know the boomers... Uh, ruined everything they they you know the bo the boomers you know got the world on a silver platter and like um uh shredded it and like gnawed the bones to to nothing and uh the millennials um you know ate tide pods and uh whatever the fuck they did so they're bad too um so so everyone's bad but gen x is the worst of all and the reason is because whenever there's any sort of fight between generations and it's like boomers versus millennials every time all these Gen Xers will just jump in and be like, what about us? Look at us. Look at us. Look at us. Yeah, what you're, about you're, us? you're doing it wrong. You're supposed to hide during the fighting. You got the lesson, the Aesop's fable about the bat and the beasts and the birds all wrong. Yeah. I mean, cause that's the thing is like, you're lucky. No one notices you. If they notice you, they'd be like, wait, didn't you like HR puffin stuff? <laughs> Speaking of which, we are now on the video for The Murmurs doing the theme song for H.R. Puffin Stuff. Do you know The Murmurs? I do not know The Murmurs. I have never seen The Murmurs before, but um, I, I'm already kind of in love with them because they're both kind of, they both have that uh, Lilu Dallas multipass uh, energy to them. Yeah, they're, they've got, they're very, they're very quirky. They look like. They, they they look everything about them makes me feel that they should be like on a, a German children's show like, <laughs> like uh, they look like um, uh, they look like run Lola run and uh, yes Muckle together so um, yeah but they, they are um, and they also do a pretty good job of covering the song I think yeah they do a good I am I actually really like their uh, rendition of the song Now, you may have noticed that uh, the song H.R. Puffin Stuff is in the family of uh, songs that, you know, as Strongbad put it, hits you over the head with the blunt end of the show's premise. Yeah, well, there's a lot to explain in H.R. Puffin Stuff. H.R. <laughs> Puffin Stuff. Yeah, if if you're not familiar with H.R. Puffin Stuff, well, if you're a Zoomer, you will probably recognize H.R. Puffin Stuff as the inspiration for Candle Cove. If you're a millennial, you will probably recognize them as the inspiration for Power Rangers. If, if and if you're Generation X, you will recognize them as the inspiration for McDonald Land. Yeah, and if you're a Zennial, you might recognize them as the inspiration for the Altered State of Drugachusetts. <laughs> the best one, of course. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they so HR Puffin stuff casts a long shadow. Yes, um, and. It kind of sucks. But... Yeah, it's basically like, okay, so HR Puffin... Oh, 
Ethan, do you can do you know the, do you, can you explain HR Puffin stuff? Because okay, HR Puffin stuff is like somebody was like, hey, you know how popular the Muppets are? What if they sucked? <laughs> yeah, accurate. It's, HR Puffin stuff is this show, this kind of nonsensical show. I actually likened it a little bit to uh, to. Uh, Little Abner in uh, a recent uh, episode where it's about this weird area called Living Island where there's this one human kid and then everyone else is some sort of weird puppet or costume. You know, I, I'll, I'll, this might be a little on PC, but Big Bird is a puppet, but HR Puffin stuff is a costume. Yes. No, no, I, I see it. I, I see it because um, HR Puffin stuff, the, the, I guess the way to describe him is he he's like a He's he's like um he's a lizard I think with the head of of Mayor McCheese but he's also a sheriff and he talks like I don't know like he he talks like droop not not droopy dog but like Dawes Butler kind of yeah he's um, got this kind of voice and it's yes that's it um and I I guess. But like when he talks, you can just see that someone inside is like pull it of the head. It's just like pulling on a string. So his mouth kind of like almost like instead of moving like a puppet mouth should, it kind of just inverts itself. Yeah, it keeps it's like he's trying to gag out his pharynx to swallow the kid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he sucks. He's so bad. Um, it bothers me. His mouth barely works. And he's so he's such a hit, apparently. Uh, well, this was in the late 70s when, like, there was, like, what, one channel on TV? So late you, 60s. You, oh, God, even worse. Um, I think, so I believe H.R. Puffin stuff. So Living Island, this kid, goes to the island, right? He's got a flute. Yes. A magic talks. talking flute, yes. Right. And this witch wants that flute, um, which is funny because she's, it's like, uh, which you live on an island where everything is alive. What yeah. is so special about a living flute? I, you I could don't make know. a flute. It would live. Yeah, it seriously. would talk. Um, yeah, I don't really get it. The the one thing I liked about um, uh, the one thing that I liked about HR Puff and stuff the few times that I ever saw it was that there was a bat in it. Oh yeah, you know the stupid bat because I like apparently because I like stupid bats because that I like because also the stupid bat in Never Ending Story was my favorite character so I don't know I am surprised your persona is not a stupid bat it was when I first started out but then I oh, decided yeah. I wanted to be unique <laughs> more unique than a bat I almost never see anyone with bats well yeah th there were bats though at the time but mm. I don't think anyone I think they've all disappeared yeah thanks uh, to that nose fungus <laughs> Now I'm yeah. sad. Now, ev ev now everyone is just uh, well, actually I don't know what everyone's a hyena. That's the everyone's thing. Everyone's a circle. Yeah. Oh my god! Well, all the Nazis are. <laughs> That's the Nazi persona. Wait, is it? What's a circle now? It's the ones with the weird shark faces, right? Yeah, it's it's shark with long ears, and so, but uh, sometimes that's just a shark. They just decided that sharks have long ears now. Yeah, they suck. Um, I like that shark you drew for me way better. Oh, thank you. Which one? Oh, the one the the surfboard, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a pretty good one. Man, I'm pretty cool when I think about it. Yeah, that should, um, they should uh, market that as a beach uh, thing. Oh, we should make a shirt with that and uh, wear it to uh, Pismo Beach. There you go. And, I'll, and everyone's going to be like, what's this? It's like, uh, don't you remember AMC Surf? Uh, <laughs> they're back <laughs> in shirt form. <laughs> um, but anyway, HR Puff and Stuff, the Murmurs... Uh, who did this, and um, I guess they were big in the 90s, because they're in I'm this, not sure but... how many of these bands were big and how many were being pushed by the label. But how, I, how many, yeah. I like the Murmurs, I mean, but yeah. we are very, at this point, we are out of people I ever heard of, except for, like, you know, two. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not sure... Yeah, I, I really don't know. Um, yeah, we got but, a band coming up called the Toadies. I thought I had heard of them, but I, no, I was thinking of Toad the Wet Sprocket. Oh, I made that same mistake. <laughs> um, but yeah, this, we get the murmurs kind of doing a green screen in front of some clips from HR Puff and stuff. And, you know, yeah. um, I'll sure. say this. Their, their video is better than any of the actual uh, series or movie. Yeah. And stuff. Oh, you've seen the movie Puff and Stuff? I haven't. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> I saw it when I was like, 10 years old and severely depressed and it was not oh. and it was you know 
Um, it was not a good experience. Uh, that sounds like your origin story. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, if only, uh, you know, if if, like, uh, that was when you, that was when you er uttered your first Jiminese. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you know, let me just say my origin is because of like being extremely depressed at 10 years old and seeing like the, the, the right trashy movies, H.R. Puffin stuff and uh, Raggy Ann and Raggedy Ann and Andy, <laughs> a musical adventure. Probably watched a week apart, actually. Really? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, it's it's not good. Um, not as good as H&R, sorry, as Sid and Margaret Croft's <laughs> magnum opus, Land of the Lost. H.R. <laughs> H- H and R block and stuff. Gold, do your taxes for you. H R block and stuff. He he lobbied the uh, the government to keep taxes from being free. Oh, what an asshole! I hate that guy. <laughs> I wish Witchy Poo showed him a thing. Yeah, yeah. It might be a bit of a stretch to say that Power Rangers was influenced by this, but I mean, watch the original Power Rangers with, uh, with oh, what's her name, Rita Repulsa, and then watch this show, and you will see the connection. She, she yeah, Witchy Poo is absolutely, you know, a t- you know, the flavor for uh, Rita. That I would say that the. The Sid and Marty Croft oeuvre is the closest thing that America really got to Japanese tokusatsu shows. Jeez, that's interesting. Um, and it makes you think. Do you think that, like, Japanese... Well, sorry, what was it called? Tokusatsu. Tokudashi. That's the word for uh, for special effects shows. It includes, you know, Super Sentai and shows like that. But just about any show where you have, like, you know, martial arts and explosions and costumes. Okay. Do you think that they kind of... Um, grew out of the seed of people seeing like marks the same way that like early anime like kind of obviously grew out of the seed of like Disney cartoons. I, I'm, I'll bet they influenced one another. I'm sure this got shown in Japan. I mean, Bewitched got shown in Japan. So, oh man, <laughs> okay, well that's interesting. <laughs> so um, after the murmurs, we have got. You know, at least a a name everyone probably knows. It's, you know, you might not know the band Face to Face. I know I certainly don't. I've never heard of them. Yes. Me, neither have I. And But, of course, everyone knows this song because we all sing it on the playground. It's the Murmurs. Or no, it's Face to Face with Popeye the Sailor Man. With an obese face drum face solo at the beginning. Now we've got a music video here with this this band, this dreadlocked band performing under a navy vessel. And they are wearing sailor suits, so it's yes. thematic. And one of them actually has a corncob pipe in his mouth. So props to them, they're actually making an effort. You know? Yeah. They're, yeah, I think they put a lot more effort into this than most of them. Yeah. Uh, they thought this was going to be their big break. Now, I like the song. I like this. I think this is a highlight of the sh- of this show because, yeah, this band is really putting their all into it, and it's a it's a good cover of the of a classic song. Yeah, but yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Have you noticed how weird it is that how all of these Popeye cartoons that we're seeing clips from are from like the Brutus era? Yeah, that was kind of weird. Um, I assume that's for cop because of copyright purposes. Yeah, but uh, I'm sure that the flight, the actual Fleischer cartoons, are in the public domain. They were pro- they probably were at this point. So oh. uh, I, maybe they so just I don't thought know. like kids wouldn't uh, wouldn't gel with like you know the black and white ones. I guess not. Yeah, none of the well, there is one up upcoming black and white cartoon, but. Uh, yeah, Drew Barrymore is smoking a pipe, and she tries to do a Popeye laugh, but it's more like a curly nyah, nyah, nyah. Yeah, oh, that was a Popeye laugh? I, I, um, I yeah, the Popeye laugh is, it's hard to, it's hard to get right. I mean, uh, 
you know, we can't all be Dave Coulier, but yeah. Well, how it's like get, 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 get. no, how is it called? <laughs> no, that's the four chan laugh. So what is the Popeye laugh? It's kind of ah, a... g- 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 uh, there you go. Okay, you got it. Um, uh, though I did think this was interesting that because Drew Barrymore says in this that if she was going to revolve her life around a green uh, something green and leafy, it would not be spinach. Um, oh, I didn't catch is, that. <laughs> yeah, very risque for the time period, but um, this was like 95. So I think this was kind of around the time when weed jokes were starting to come back into vogue. Yeah. Because, you know, Somehow um, they didn't make any during the Scooby-Doo one. Yeah, because that was the thing, like for like the during the 80s and into the early 90s, like you could not make weed jokes like, you know, that's why they stopped making Cheech and Chong movies. Yeah. Um, but like even things that you're cl- like, OK, like Bill and Ted or yeah, um, Bill and Ted never talk about drugs, yeah, never, even though they're classic stoners. And yeah. same thing with um, uh, what is it? Uh, Wayne and Garth, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's you would think that it would be, you know, a thing with them, but. You know, Wayne and Garth talk about vomiting 10 times worse than they talk about drinking. Yeah. So I think this is the time when they started kind of coming back into the zeitgeist and it was okay to kind of make more weed jokes, probably because this was post Bill Clinton. So everyone's yeah. like, oh, it's it's okay now because like the president uh, uh, did it, I guess, but yes. didn't inhale. And that totally makes sense. All right. Um, but um, yeah, so, so Drew Barrymore... Um, talks about how much she loves weed and um and also not... olive oil is olive oil is fat for like a second in this what oh, i missed that what what <laughs> what's the time stamp uh 210 all right let me see this wait oh actually um i, I also i will say there's a amusing follow-up when uh uh drew barrymore says I would uh, not revolve my life around spinach. It would be something else leafy and green. And one of the other friends says, I didn't know money grew on trees, which is amusing. Yeah, it is. Yeah. That, that's my, so, maybe that's why I didn't make the drug connection. Cause I am, I am, I am Mr. Naive about that kind of thing. I was like crack. Oh, does it come with a free toy surprise? <laughs> oh, you know what? I totally think I remember this episode of um, where olive oil gets fat and um because the premise is olive oil gets fat so uh popeye is like oh olive oil you're a big fat suck of crap now i'm gonna help you lose weight and brutus is like fuck you popeye i just want to fuck hot fat olive oil so uh, brutus is trying to prevent olive oil from losing weight while popeye is trying to cause her to lose weight it's very I, I remember watching it and being like, I'm very conflicted about this. This, the, I thought Popeye was supposed to be the hero, but not only is he doing the thing that I consider to be bad, but he's also kind of an asshole for like forcing olive oil to like, you know, lose weight. Yeah. How is Brutus the bad guy here? He's, yeah, yeah, he's accepting her. It's like, you know, I guess he feels that having her stay fat is a, uh, is a barrier between her and Popeye, but I mean, maybe. I mean, it's, it has been a little while since I've watched the cartoon, so I don't remember how it's portrayed. But I don't know. This um, this sounds like a, like oh, one of those old Tenchi Muyo stories. Like ah, if I get Ryoko fat, Tenchi won't be into her. Oh, is that an episode? I, uh, I don't show. think it's an episode. It's just like uh, a, a fan fiction or something. Oh, uh, okay. Well, yes, I'm I sure... did the Tenchi voice from the dub, Ryoko. Well, well, I guess I'll just I guess I'll just have to go to the Wayback Machine and see what was posted on Stuffed Online circa 1997. See all Probably the tenchi- by someone who's been a guest on our show. Oh, oh yeah, actually, you know, are you, is that yeah, yeah they did, didn't they? Let's actually, I think so. Damn. Well, okay, yeah. Small world. What a small world. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, uh, Popeye. He, uh, Popeye. What was what? Did, we were speaking well, of Popeye. Yes. Let's not. Yes. Let us not forget that he is Popeye the Sailor Man, and he does live in the frying pan. He turned on the heater and burned off his wiener. He's Popeye the Sailor Man. Oh, that's interesting. You you have a <laughs> regional variant. <laughs> I know multiple regional variants. I'm Popeye the I'm... Sailor Man. I live in a garbage can. I like to go swimming with bare naked women. I'm Popeye the Sailor Man. 
I know that one. And I know the instead of turning up the heater and burning my wiener, I'll have to turn up the gas and burn off my ass. <laughs> That's another one. There are a lot of, Popeye had a lot of amazing adventures. Oh my god. Popeye <laughs> is probably second only to Barney in terms of uh of schoolyard mutations. Yeah. Man, oh that that Popeye, he's um Oh god, I just realized that if they did another one of these Saturday morning things for now, then they'd probably have the Barney song on it. Yeah, I they would. Well, I don't yeah, I guess cuz it would be uh, nostalgia for well, okay, wait a second. How old were the um, how old were the uh, Gen Xers in 1995? In 1995, like, uh, my 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 brother was 28. Okay, so 28 now would be is 28 Zoomer or youngest millennial? Uh, youngest millennial. The youngest millennials are born in 1995, so they would be the right age for uh, Barney. Okay, so yeah, okay, so it would be if they made it today, it would be nostalgia for the youngest millennial. So that means uh, stuff that was on TV in like the mid 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 nineties, I guess, right? Yes, so, yeah. So, so you have like the the Rugrats uh, theme and uh, oh, Skeleton Warriors. Uh, oh shit, that that rules. Blues Clues. Uh, uh, what a car! Car! Uh, what a cartoon! <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> ah! Cartoon, dude, dude. Um, what what other things were at that time? Uh, that's when we had. Oh, oh, gosh. oh, what was that? What was that really unsuccessful one? Mike Lou and Og. Uh, oh, I remember that one. Or um, I oh, remember whatever happened to Robot Jones. Yeah, that was whatever. What did happen? You know, I always confuse it with my life as a teenage robot. Oh uh, no, my there's so much better. Yeah, I'm so sure it is. Better. Yeah. Um, I the problem is like people couldn't fuck the teenage robot as much. Yeah. Or, I mean, people were like, there's not there would be like people were drawing like sexy fan art of like Jenny from Teenage Robot, but they could <laughs> were like, but Robot Jones was too robot esque, so they couldn't like, I guess, jerk off to him. I guess <laughs> I don't know. But Robot Jones, you know what? Maybe maybe life as a teenage robot is okay. I don't really remember too much about it. But the point it's is, it's one of those things where the show itself is, uh, you know, you know who watched it. It's just that there's certain really creepy elements that are big fans of it. Yes, it's kind of like Totally Spies. You know, yeah. nobody actually remembers the show, but we all, you know, well, you know how it is. It's like only about a hundred people watched that uh, Totally Spies, but each one of them invented their own fetish. So. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah. But Robot Jones also was kind of funny cause it was like, when it was made, it was like all, already like a weird nostalgia, like throwback to like schoolhouse rock. So that was, I don't know, maybe that didn't appeal to the kids at the time anyway, but now they put, they, they actually, as our, as our friend Alex pointed out, uh, that was however, also the time when they kind of stopped doing theme songs and they just started yelling the name of the, sh the, the show. Like, <laughs> Spider-Man, Spider-Man, radioactive Spider-Man. <laughs> oh my God. That's And true. of course that... the easiest song to remember, Beast Wars, Beast <laughs> oh. Wars. Or the one with the skeleton warriors, skeleton warriors. <laughs> oh, but you know what the best part of skeleton warriors is, though? The the it's... philosophy skull. Oh, I love philosophy skull. He's my favorite <laughs> YouTube channel. Philosophy skull. <laughs> where, where like where the the giant liquid mercury floating head of Tony Tony J comes in and is like light, dark, two sides of the same coin. But what of those caught in the middle? Which way will they choose? It's like words to live by, giant floating mer liquid mercury head of Tony J. <laughs> words to live by. Oh man. Uh, 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 but, um, anyway, um, we were speaking of um, what were we talking about? Oh, Popeye. Uh, Popeye. Yeah. So, <laughs> but I got, I got to. I have to split a uh, splice that one together there. I think I uh, lost my recording somehow. Oh no! But, uh, luckily, I wasn't saying anything. Oh good. So. Yeah, yeah, we'll figure okay. it out. Okay. We'll fix it so... in post. No worry. We'll cut all. <laughs> we'll, fix it. we'll cut all of this stuff. We're just rambling. Yeah. You only want to hear this. Okay. So next, 
yeah, next we have a band, a band that I've heard of, Collective Soul. And I got to tell you, I never heard of this show until I watched this in 1995. It's the Bugaloos. I had never heard of this show until I watched it tonight. <laughs> and I, I got to say that the rest of the cast of Generation Echers who were watching this seemed just as baffled as we are. And all Drew Barrymore says is, what's a Bugaloo? Over and over. Yeah. And that one guy keeps trying to change the channel, it looks like. <laughs> yeah, he knows what's up. So here's Collective Soul with the Bugaloos. It's not the worst song I've ever heard, but uh, the show does not seem that uh, appealing to me. It's kind of like a live action version of Maya the Bee. Yeah, um, it it looks to me like, I mean, obviously it's Sid and Marty Croft again, but if you get yes. rid of the weird puppets and just have people with fake wings. so it Yeah, it's closer to Power Rangers than yeah. uh, the other stuff. It makes me think of New Zoo Review you know um, <laughs> there are weird puppets they have like a, a little bug friend with them that's really ugly oh god it's it's it looks like fucking i don't know tweaky or something um <laughs> i don't like it um beady, beady, beady. so oh it has a mother <laughs> oh my god but one interesting thing about the bugaloos i looked it up on on youtube not youtube sorry on wikipedia <laughs> and apparently um at the auditions for the bugaloos Several people who auditioned to be in the Bugaloos band and were rejected were Phil Collins and, El wow. and Elton John. <laughs> how old were they? Um, doesn't say, but think about how different life would be if we lived in that alternative universe. Yeah, that's weird. That's bizarre. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So I, th but I think it's basically, it's, it's one of those shows. Apparently this was supposed to be like the monkeys. This was Sid and Marty Croft's version of the monkeys. So they're a band. Yeah, uh, Sid and Marty, they tried that a lot. The, I remember watching on one of those uh, Generation X flashbacks that they would run on, uh, on Nick, Nick at night that the, there was this whole thing like Sid and Marty Croft characters play the Hollywood bowl. Huh. And they had, yeah, they had a bunch of the characters. I don't know, the performers, I'm not sure about the puppets, who actually came out and uh, played to a packed crowd and sang the songs from their shows. Mm. That's, I mean, I suppose a lot of people had kind of um, nostalgia for City of Marty Croft or, or yeah. Stockholm Syndrome, I guess. I don't know. But... <laughs> well, probably Stockholm Syndrome because this was concurrent. This was not something that was running in... And in 1995 or whenever it was, it was something recorded in the seventies. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, that's, that is very strange. Um, we also in the Bugaloos, it appears the villain seems to be like this, this witch who looks a lot like witchy poo from HR puff and stuff. Yeah. With a little bit of, uh, she's feathery. I'm guessing she's a bird. That would make sense. There's also, there's also an incredibly pointy nosed rat king of some kind. Yeah, that rat king. I mean, every time they show him, it's like, is he like dressed like a Nazi? <laughs> oh, this must be the inspiration for uh, the Nutcracker in 3D. Oh, oh that classic. <laughs> um, couldn't be worse. Um. I mean, it, it, I mean, it makes sense. The villains would be birds and rats, because if you're a bug, those are things that are probably very scary to you. So the set, I got to say, the set where they are like dancing, um, I mean, uh, it looks like it, they filmed this on the state on the same set that they filmed today's special. Huh. Uh, wait, let me let me look at the today's special. Yeah, you know, because like uh, um, not the bit where they're like on a lily pad, but some of these other scenes, they look like they're in a in a kind of a, a weird fake department store. Huh. I got I'm looking for around like, oh, I see it. I see it. Yeah. I wonder. I wonder if this is like inspired by the butterfly ball or something like that. Yeah, you're right. It does that big skyscrapery thing. It does kind of look like a like a department store or something. But more than anything, it looks like a like a playset. Like like they're playing with something that was made for action figures. Yeah. Oh, Ethan, um, I think something yes. very important happens around 149 in this video that I, I you should look at. And I would like your opinion on what's happening here. Okay. 
Okay, starting at 1.40. Okay. We are watching the going by in a little two. It's, ah! You monster! <laughs> okay, so um, I guess that weird bug is supposed to be a stink bug? Wait, is is supposed to be a what? A stink bug? I'm guessing? Is that what's going on? Uh, he... Oh, oh, I hadn't even gotten to it yet. I was just at the part where he was doing the twist. Oh, shit. <laughs> I was like, oh, God, you're making me watch him do pelvic thrusts. And I hadn't even gotten to the part you were talking about. Nope. He uh, he does pelvic thrusts, and then he appears to, like, fart the bad guys into submission. Oh, my God. I, oh, maybe that's why the villain seems to have a flower theme. It's because it's about bad smells versus good smells. <laughs> How it's ironic. slobs versus snobs for odor. Oh my gosh. How ironic that like, you know, the uh the good smells are bad. It really makes you think. Yeah. Um kids Do you can... ever smell a stink bug? Uh yeah, they don't really they don't smell good, but yeah. they're I mean, I picked up a stink bug and it smelled kinda like tobacco. Yeah. So I mean they're they're more like not bad so much as just overpowering, you know? Mm. Kinda like I mean honestly, like, because if you see little skunk, like skunks are like, eh, it's it's not pleasant but it's like not really bad it's more just like so strong yeah um but i'll tell you something it does actually reek and that's foxes <laughs> foxes reek oh my god they smell so bad um if you ever go to the zoo and they have foxes they just like reek to high heaven it's because i think oh. i think they just pee all day so um <laughs> they drink water all day just in case somebody picks them up yeah oh just disgusting animals disgusting <laughs> worst animal ever oh god if i had to rate the animals i definitely fox would be very low on the list so yeah yeah just be like you know you know, number one, top of line is water bear, of course. Mm. After that comes regular bear, and then way down to the bottom is fox. Yeah, sorry, furries. <laughs> not good. Not a good animal. Uh, get a better persona. Uh, Speaking of disgusting animals, next we have the toadies. Oh, I love the toadies. I've never heard of them. I've never heard of the toadies. I, again, we thought it was Toad the Wet Sprocket, <laughs> but no, it's just toadies. I, I, I assume that Toad the Wet Sprocket fans call themselves toadies. But, if they had uh, any fans. I, I'm sure they do, but well, I don't know. My brother had a Toad the Wet Sprocket album that he got from when he joined that Twelve for a Penny club, and uh, he he got it specifically because they had the best name. So, what, what, did he ever listen to it? Uh, I'm not sure. I think he liked it, hmm. but uh, you know, I didn't listen to his uh, album collection all that much, unless he uh, made me a copy on cassette because uh, you know, fuck the fuck the man. Yeah, that's right. Oh, man. Share your Netflix password. <laughs> Uh, what a time to be alive. Remember when you could just record stuff on like magnetic tape? <laughs> so, and the toadies are here to do ghoulie get together from groovy ghoulies. Have you ever heard of groovy ghoulies? I have heard of the groovy ghoulies. In fact, um, it's, it's a show where, you know, uh, it's cause Ethan, even if you have not seen or heard of the groovy ghoulies, you know what this sort of show is. It's the thing where they, yes. you know, yeah, yeah. You know exactly what it is. You get a bunch of classic, like, uh, Hollywood monsters together and they just do shit, you know? Yeah. It was, the, it was the hotel Transylvania of the 1960s. Yes, exactly. Um, the main thing I remember about this is that they, the Frankenstein character has, they're trying to do that kind of Boris Karloff voice for him. You, you know, the one where he's like, hello, it's me, boys. Yeah, yeah, you know, that one, that voice. It's, yeah. it's, um. Harsh kind of voice. That's it. I'm about to do the monster mash. <laughs> um, it's like, uh, it's the sort of thing that a friend of mine describes as Halloween radio voice. And yeah, yeah um. You know, it's it, the voice we ascribe to the top hat. Yes, man. exactly. That's what it is. It is the top hat man voice. Um, I don't know if listeners of the show have we ever talked about that on the show. I don't know. Yeah, we have, okay. but it, you know, it's been a while since Halloween. So yeah, the top hat man is our favorite uh, movie monster who doesn't have a name, but he always appears in like Halloween uh, uh, decorations and memorabilia, and it's this. Tall guy with long stringy hair and a big black hat. 
he's often portrayed with a shovel as if he were an undertaker or sometimes he's a or sometimes he is a uh a chauffeur mm. driving around a, a car full of monsters and you know on the occasions when he talks he always talks like this exactly we've been dying to see you yeah i've got a bone to pick with you yeah exactly no that is exactly it he's got that the halloween radio voice um he doesn't have a name so bog leech fucking get on that you know <laughs> seriously the top hat man. I mean, how many Halloweens is it going to take from to get to that shit? Evan, I mean, I, I thought it was going to be in the uh, in the print copy of his uh, Halloween bestiary, but it didn't make it. Oh any- my god, uh, disgraceful, disgraceful. <laughs> he instead there was talk about loose teeth. Loose teeth. Oh no! Wait, no, I'm I'm sorry, I got confused about candy corn as a monster. Oh, 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 oh. Okay. I suppose I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It seems like a stretch to me too. (laughs) I'm just, you know what? I mean, I'm going to say, I don't care how many fans we lose. Um, a bog leech, uh, should have put the Halloween man, a fucking top hat man. in instead, (laughs) the Halloween, Halloween, I know this is an extremely controversial opinion. I don't care whose toes I step in. I believe that was an oversight. Halloween man, Halloween man. I hope someone got fired from uh, from Bogleach Incorporated over that blunder. <laughs> hope he like he fired some in- the intern whose job it was <laughs> the, the unpaid intern that he clearly <laughs> hired to put together his because Bogleach is apparently a multinational corporation in my head canon. <laughs> Yeah. Sorry, Revershay, you've been downsized. <laughs> Who's Trebarshay? Well, Revershay is uh, Bogleach's spouse. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought you said Trebar. I thought you said Trebarshay. Trebarshay. Revershay. I'm not actually sure how to pronounce it. Sorry if I'm getting your name wrong, Rev. I I, I was thought you because I meant you know those things that like they use in like at the SCA. The, the, what's the SCA? The Society for Creative Anachronism. You know, and then... Oh, oh, a trebuchet. Oh, I see what you Thank mean. you. Okay. That thing. Yes. The, it's like a catapult. Yeah, the the catapult that is powered by weight rather than springs. Yes. Because um, they always love talking about those things. But anyway, I was I was very, con- very confused. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, well, we were speaking of the Groovy Ghoulies. Yes. Okay, so here's uh, the Toadies with Ghoulie Get Together from the Groovy Ghoulies. I gotta say, I like how seriously these guys seem to be taking this song. They are not... uh, you know, they're not winking and nodding at the camera. They're just like, we're going to put our all into the Groovy Ghoulies theme song because we believe in it, man. <laughs> yeah, it's like the gro- the music used to mean something, man. <laughs> yeah, these guys are like, oh, man, these guys are like sloshy. Yeah, <laughs> it's really not the band I would have picked to do the Groovy Ghoulies theme song. But, you know, um, yeah. Uh, but I mean, yeah. it, shaven headed guy with a bowling collar shirt. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I would think like you, you get like, look, you're going to get like, uh, I don't know who was the big goth rock band in 95. I guess it was Marilyn Manson. Yeah, I guess it was Marilyn Manson. Um, I guess they couldn't get Marilyn Manson. I mean, he was a pretty, I guess he was a big deal at that point. You know, yeah. they were like, he was fresh off the wonder years and riding high. So, <laughs> um, now the groovy ghoulies, I mean, the, the thing about them and this song, it just makes me think of Mr. Show, the monster party skit. <laughs> And this, and this, uh, this Drew Barrymore stuff kind of feels has a little bit of a Mr. Show feel to it too. Yeah, it it very much does. So you know, I'd say like um, the uh, uh, Groovy Ghoulies get three squeaks of the doll head because it's the funniest <laughs> one of all. Um, but uh, now, do you know that Groovy Ghoulies is technically an Archie thing? I did not know that, but of course it would be. It, of course. Yeah, it's a it's a spinoff of uh, Sabrina. Oh, yeah, all right, that makes sense. Um, the Groovy Adventures of Sabrina. Um, 
I don't know. I would like to see a revival of the groovy, groovy ghoulies based on this newly dark and sinister version of Sabrina. What? Yeah, that is a, that is a thing. That is a real <laughs> thing, you know? Um, mad, mad props to them. They went for it, you know? Because, like, I remember seeing, like, some, the new Sabrina, and it's kind of weird, you know? That they're like, oh yeah, by yeah. the way, we're like, we are like literal diabolical like witches. We do like satanic uh, sabbats. We like, you know, we put ba- we we anoint ourselves in like unbaptized baby fat, you know, it's in service of the devil. And it's kind of like, wow, they went hard. I, I was not yeah. expecting. I was not expecting, you know, the show that I remember as you know Melissa Joan Hart and an animatronic cat to be like this. Yeah, when is Sabrina gonna steal somebody's penis and hide it in a bird's nest? Yeah, or or better, when is Sabrina gonna get addicted to pancakes again? <laughs> Classic episode. Uh, I'm sure the kids remember all remember that. Um, when is when is Frank Conniff gonna show up as a giant baby again? Oh my god, I remember that episode and I remember being like, "Is that TV's Frank?" Oh my god, <laughs> they got a real celebrity on this show. <laughs> He was one of the writers, too. Oh, was so. he really? Yeah. I did not know that. But that does explain in that one episode where Sabrina turns everyone to nerds. And Harvey's like, suddenly, I wish I had every episode of Mystery Science Theater on tape. And I remember <laughs> being like, hey. <laughs> Keep circulating the tapes. Yeah. I was like, that hurt. Uh, but yeah. Oh, that was back in the days when Mystery Science Theater was good. Yeah. And instead of just something we have to dump six million dollars into every uh, few years to keep it coming, yeah, in in uh, progressively more watered down form. Yeah, I mean, I'll just you know, I'll say, I'll. Did I donate? Yes. Uh, am I am I sorry I did? Well, we'll find out. Well, you know, um, I won't say that the new Mystery Science Theater is bad, but um, uh, maybe maybe the problem is that I'm just you know I'm not 13 anymore. So when I saw it, I was just like. Uh, you know, um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm just not, not that I'm though. I don't know. I watched the original series and you know, it doesn't like, I don't laugh as hard as I did when I was 13, but it's still got some like really good bits, you know, there's, yeah, it holds up. And I don't think that the new one does even as much as, you know, a new riff tracks does. Yeah. 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 Uh, something about it just kind of feels I don't know. I mean, they're trying really hard and it, it kind of shows, you know, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, um, but if the kids like it, you know, maybe maybe it's not for me. Maybe it's yeah. for, you know, it's for these uh, these Zoomers, with these stupid, dumbass Zoomers who don't know how to work a television with rabbit ears. Yeah, you you know, yeah. What are you doing watching an hour, a show that's two hours long? Don't, don't you have TikToks to watch? Yeah. Yeah, why are you, you they're, they're, they'll be like, I don't understand. What are they doing? Why aren't they unboxing something? Why aren't they playing Minecraft? <laughs> why aren't they vaping? Why aren't they fidget spinning? Why aren't they um, <laughs> using they, them pronouns? Why aren't they, uh, uh, I'm running out of Zoomer things. What else do Zoomers do? Um, why aren't they making the poggers face? There, why aren't they making the poggers face? Why aren't they having a... Uh, I I thought that I could I thought I could pick it up again after you gave me that that boost, but I couldn't I couldn't uh, think of anything else. Uh, I need my prune juice. Old <laughs> ah, <laughs> fucking kids, I hate them. They're all so young and virile. Yeah, the only thing worse than the kids is people are older than us. Yeah, people who watch the Groovy Ghoulies. Oh God, can you imagine being the sort of person who likes the Groovy Ghoulies? Oh my God, I mean. I mean, there are elements that are okay. I can I can see how Groovy Ghoulies influenced uh, the fake Ghostbusters. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of that. I mean, again, I guess like, God, it really is such a thing, though. You know, this idea of like, okay, what if, what if like you got like Dracula and and Frankenstein and the Wolfman, and they just like hung out and were cartoons and did shit together like that's been done so many times you know um i mean just in the 80s alone i mean here are things that are just you know not even just that but just those monsters but made smaller 
Then you've got Gravedale High. Oh, God, yeah. You've got Cartoon Express's Monster Bash. <laughs> you've got Camp Minimon from the comic strip. Oh, damn. I remember that. You've got Monster in My Pocket. Wow. And you've got Monster Tales, the show that aired as part of Jump, Rattle, and Roll on the Disney Channel. Uh, don't forget, of course, there's also Monster Squad, the movie. Monster Squad, the... Oh, yeah. Shoot. Um, it's, it's everywhere. Just little monsters. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember, like, also, like, I, I remember this, because, like, half of these things that involve these monsters, they'd be like, okay, look, um, we, we gotta have a reason for them all to be together, so we've decided that Dracula makes Frankenstein. Yeah, I've seen that. Why didn't... Why would Dracula make a Frankenstein? What would he need? What would he need one for? It's, then again, what did Victor Frankenstein need? I mean, one it's for? extremely weird, but also it's extremely weird because you realize, like, why is he called a Frankenstein then? If he's made by a Dracula, <laughs> he is. He should be called Dracula's monster. You know. <laughs> what well, was it? Was there something called Drakenstein? That sounds familiar. Um, we should. We should make one. If not, if there's Drakenstein, if there is no Drakenstein, we have now. We're gonna make. We're going to sell this to the asylum. Drakenstein. <laughs> Drakenstein versus Kongzilla. Yeah. <laughs> well, this sounds good. Let's do it. Yeah, this actually does sound pretty good. <laughs> we reanimated a giant vampire to take on this giant, giant reptilian ape that is powered by electricity and also radiation. <laughs> Oh man. Uh yeah. And then they have to team up to fight King Gamadora. <laughs> this is this is really like printing money. <laughs> uh yeah, so anyway, if you're if you got a if you're in a movie studio, we're gonna go we're gonna go on to uh why isn't this a movie podcast and be like, look, we got a new we got a new idea for you. Mike, here is that. Mike, out. you listening? <laughs> Yo! <laughs> it's like we're gonna pick up the phone. Mike, you know that new sound you're looking for? Well listen to this! <laughs> Oh man. Uh, yeah. So anyway, um, that is that the Groovy Ghoulies. Um, they yeah get together, getting together, <laughs> like boys becoming men, men becoming wolves. <laughs> oh, I I like that the the Frankenstein guy is clearly mechanical. That you can see gears inside him. That's a that's always a nice touch when they do that with Frankenstein's. I feel like that is a common thing in uh, cartoon Frankenstein's because I think they're like, well, we can't just we we will we can't just like lean into the fact that he's a bunch of corpses stitched together. This is a children's show. Yeah, so that so it's just like you know we just fill in the blanks in your body wherever we could, so you're part robot. Which kind of fits. I mean, someone once mentioned to me, like, if you really think about it, the story of Frankenstein is the story of someone making, a, you know, a, a cyborg. Yeah, so. a robot. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, yeah. In fact, a, a closer to uh, the RUR model of robots than anything else. Yeah. So um, they they even leaned into that in uh, the movie Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, where rather than using specifically, you know, using just old dead body body parts and organs he cloned them from dead people oh so how is mary shelley's frankenstein i haven't seen all of it but uh some parts of it are pretty good hmm. i i am still i think i got a little traumatized by the scene where an early experiment went really wrong and you just have tons of blood and flesh flowing out of this sluice Ew. yeah yeah um it was made around the same time as bram stoker's dracula wasn't it so i they were kind yeah, of yeah yeah so we kind of expected uh that they would do this with all of the universal monsters you know like uh victor hugo's quasimodo yeah um well and i think it's like i don't think well the other ones aren't associated with like names though so you couldn't really have well i guess it's like guy Endor's wolfman you know or um <laughs> yeah, yeah uh who did the mummy <laughs> Uh, uh mummy I, I, is that, was that i mean i can't think what was the first yeah was there a was there a mummy novel before the movie I'm, the mummy? i'm really not Forest sure Park? honestly um huh. uh you could probably make a make a claim that it was uh based on you know i don't know what what do i know i, I don't know what i was gonna say <laughs> uh, just i'm i shouldn't have said that i'm sorry <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, let's call it Ramses the Second's Mummy. Yeah. Okay, wait, I'm I'm just gonna look it up. Let's see. Remake of the nineteen thirty-two film pre uh, Oh, okay. So oh 
Um, it's from a story by Nina Wilcox Putnam and Richard hmm. Scher, but doesn't say what the actual story is. So did they actually write? It's like, eh. um, okay, whatever. Who cares? <laughs> Fucking mummies. <laughs> Who gives a shit? I don't care. Um, I mean, that's. It's just, you know, it's just a zombie. I mean, it's just a zombie wearing bandages. You don't call a sandwich not a sandwich if it's in a wrapper. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Well, when you think about it, it's like uh, a mummy is just a zombie with bandages, and a skeleton is just a, a zombie that like hung around too long. Yeah, uh, it's a, I guess I guess a mummy a mummy is more like what we'd call a lich, isn't it? Because it's usually like a sorcerer or something. Yeah, I mean, really, the only difference between them all is the aesthetic. You know, but you know, vive la différence. Yeah, well, because that's the thing is, if you're like a zombie, it's like, well, clearly, like you're gonna be, you're in like a horror movie or something, right? But if you've got a, a right. skeleton, it's like, okay, we're in a fantasy movie, you know? Yeah, no one, yeah, no one ever made a horror movie that was about Attack of the Skeletons yeah. or something like that. It's because uh, skeletons. I think we've discussed. Have we discussed skeletons on this show? Oh, I know you're frightened of them. Yeah, but like, there's a certain thing because skeletons have there's certain things. The re they're good reason to be scared of skeletons because first of all, they're fucking scary. You know, they're all like you see. Like I remember, like um, first of all, like they they look at you. You know, I don't like that shit. When I was a kid, <laughs> I went to the I used to go to the Natural History Museum and like the worst. And it's fine because you see all the animal skeletons. It's like, oh, that's cool. But then at the very end, there was like a human skeleton and you had to walk past to get out of the museum. So I remember as a kid being like, shit, I'm trapped. I can't go past the human skeleton. It look at me <laughs> with its skeleton eyes. Um, but uh, skeletons, the thing about them is, first of all, unlike zombies, they can use weapons, you know. So like yeah, why can't zombies use weapons? Um, I think it's because the only reason I can think of is because zombies are usually you, they are created by like an infection, like a zo virus. Yeah, and a skeleton is going to be animated by a necromancer. You know. Yeah, you never have anything like uh oh no, the skeleton bit me. I'm going to turn into a skeleton. Yeah, exactly. Though technically, it... <laughs> that would be cool though. You're like, oh man, my flesh is falling off. The transformation has begun. It kind of does turn you into a skeleton eventually. Um, <laughs> you know, when you meet a skeleton, the thing about skeletons is they travel in groups, and generally, you're going to have like you're probably going to have like maybe like four, four or five, like just regular skeletons and then like two or three that have swords. And then there's going to be like one that's bigger and it has like a big mace. And, th and that one, when you, when you attack them, like it, it, the others, like probably take about two hits to kill, but the big mace one, you got to keep hitting him until he turns red, you know, and then it's, it's hard. <laughs> Everything we know about skeletons, we learned from Gauntlet. Yeah, you know, which was a documentary filmed in real time as it happened. <laughs> um, you know. Anyway, let's move along to semi-sonic. Semi-sonic, electronic. Uh, what are they singing about? Yes. Uh, semi-sonic, the partial hedgehog, is <laughs> paired up with someone named Mary Lou Lord, uh, um, who I'm guessing is the daughter of Lou Lord, who uh, signed the standard rich and famous contract for the Muppets. Mm. Yeah, that's and, and they are singing Sugar Sugar by the Archies. Or from the Archies. I didn't notice that before. the The line of the song uh, "Sugar, Sugar" is "You're my candy girl," but she changes it to "You're my candy boy." Mm, Got to be and, heteronormative, I guess. But I think I heard it as "You're my candy bar." Oh, okay. <laughs> Which is even funnier. It's like, no, we rewrote it to actually be about candy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you know, for the kids, you, you can't have act. I mean, come on. You can't like talk about like you know boning when you're uh, when you're showing this to children. Um, yeah, the next yeah the next thing you know, your six year olds are gonna be you know kissing, and then they'll summon the stork. Oh no, oh no. Well, one thing about this though, uh, our our group of Drew Barrymore and her pals, they really get into this song. Oh, they are they are down with it. Yeah, they're all they are all waving their hands and clapping along. They're they're having and... a real loving. 
Um, oh boy, yeah. Uh, oh wow, beautiful. So I don't know who Semi Sonic is. Um, she's or or Mary Lou Lord. I'm not sure which one is the kind of the. I don't know, but uh, I w- I am looking forward to uh, learning who she is, and then maybe she'll marry me. It's not an impossible. I mean, she's <laughs> she is very cute. I mean, I I kind of I kind of I'm really kind of digging her. She's got a very yeah. a very Coachella look. You know, yeah, she is. Uh, I mean, half of the uh, grunge singer girls looked like this. They they didn't have uh, they didn't let women participate in very much of the grunge movement. <laughs> yeah, she looks a lot like oh, what's her name? The the lead singer of uh, of Sonic Youth did around this time. Oh yeah, Shania Twain. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think she, I think she's here too. Yeah, yeah I she? think so. Oh, I like how when she's she's busking and people are like giving candy to her, like in her uh, yeah, uh, her guitar case. Um, yeah, one of the first things you see is her dumping a pixie stick into her mouth. Yeah, I was like, yeah, more of that. Yeah, it's good shit. Um, uh, I mean, I'm not a big fan of the Archies or this song, but I actually uh, kind of dig this cover and this video of it. Yes. Um, oh she oh she's wearing oh she's wearing overalls. Better yet, that was the. Ladies in overalls was one of the best uh, things in the early nineties. That was a good trend, actually. They should bring that back. Yes. Yep. Um, yeah. That. Do you know that this song was the most popular song of nineteen sixty seven? What a dire year that was. Well, yeah, Vietnam. No, that's so. Yeah. <laughs> so every shot of like helicopters coming over with uh, fortunate sun playing, they should have sugar, sugar. <laughs> oh, honey, honey. Well, fortunate sun, yeah, it has for too long been the Vietnam song. Um, yes. Or actually, uh, one of two Vietnam songs. The other being a uh, time of the season. Um, yes. But yeah, they should just do sugar, sugar. <laughs> Yeah, it turns out Sugar Sugar is also about Al Gore somehow. <laughs> you know, it's a uh, though actually having Sugar Sugar uh, as the ironic backdrop for Vietnam is kind of very appropriate, I think. Um, yeah. Uh, man, uh, remember when our vets came back and hippies threw candy at them? God. <laughs> Fucking sugar baby killer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, but uh, so the Archies. This uh, the Archies were they were they were an animated band, kind of like Gorillas, I guess, weren't they? Yeah, I guess so. It was the you know the main characters from the from the comics book Archie, and they called themselves the Archies. And you know, I can't buy that. I mean, how do you expect Veronica to be in a band that isn't called the Veronicas, or Reggie to be in a band not called the Reggies? That's a good point. Um... Is this like uh, uh, early uh, Betty and Veronica, like Steph was talking about, where they're not like rivals, maybe? Or yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I guess so. They're they don't. I I've never watched this particular '60s version of uh, the Archie show, but uh, I'm guessing they had to tone down a lot of that. Yeah, I think. yeah, I mean, all I, I do remember seeing a couple episodes of this. The main thing I remember is that they added the dog. Yeah, the dog is not a part of the comic, to my knowledge. Yeah, but, you know, why not? Dogs. People like dogs, so there's a dog. No, no. Um, why? Yeah, why not? There's a dog. Um, but uh, other than that, like, it's it's Archie being Archie. He's got he's doing Archie yep. shit, driving his jalopy around. Uh, drinking soda pops with uh, uh, Betty and Veronica. Um, making uh, what else does he do? Going to Vietnam? I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have no idea who I. You know, I don't know who the original Archies were who performed the song. If it was like one of those things where you do it uh, for. You know, you do it at the request of the company, so it gets credited to the Archies instead of you, the songwriter. Yeah, well, probably it was. It was those times, you know. Mm-hmm. Um. So that's the that's that them's the Archies, I guess. Okay. Yep. <clears throat> I would say that Mary Lou Lord and Semi Sonic come across a lot better than a lot of the others that we've uh, seen so far. Yeah, they do. They they comport themselves uh, well. Yep. So good on them. Um. I hope they went on to to. Be- bigger and better things um i wouldn't know i'm not a music person so no um however uh we have now reached the second hour so uh oh, okay. I, I think we've got a few more of these so should we do a third? all right we'll come yeah we'll we'll see you in a minute <laughs>
which well a minute for us but a week for you yeah so but coming up we have got oh boy we have got some anime we a couple of anime in a row and a couple of uh hanna-barbera's in a row and even more sid and marty croft hope you're ready Love it.